feel of light coming to me. Show me what I need to see. Welcome to the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover the greatness within. I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness. I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope, misery or miracles, defeat or victory. My goal is to awaken your potential, your purpose, and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you. Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories, and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria. Trusting the process, even when everything you thought you could rely on falls out from under you, is one of the hardest things we can do. Stephanie remained open to trusting that all would work out when her life and relationships took a turn that she did not expect. For more than 30 years, Stephanie Barton has been immersed in the field of human development, helping women realize their full potential by honoring their dreams and visions. She is the founder of Life Dream Coaching, an international practice based in Kailua, Kona, Hawaii. She is the creator and producer of the I Am Energy Clearing Guided Chakra Clearing Meditation Program. Stephanie has an expansive background in the healing arts as a certified life coach, transformation guide, energy healer, tarot reader, dream analyst, Reiki master, and ordained Melchizedek priestess. Stephanie, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Pauline. I'm so happy to be here. I don't think I've ever had on my podcast anyone with such lengthy certifications and expertises. So I'm really excited to jump in with you to share with our audience. How do we move through life when life doesn't turn out as we expected? Because... I think we all have certain thoughts about how we think life should go or how our marriages should go or how our kids should be. And that is not always the case. I can say that from being a wife and a mother. <laughs> There's always <laughs> surprises around the corner. And it's a matter of not really what happens to us, but how we respond to those circumstances. And so I'm excited not only to hear your story, but to get your perspective from someone in the healing arts and who's immersed in so much knowledge with um, what I like to call the woo, because I love that space myself. So uh, we're going to just dive in, first of all. And I just would like for you to introduce yourself to the audience and share what specifically you do, maybe more of a focus that you have because you have a lot of expertise and you probably use those modalities in a variety of ways, but what is it that you primarily do? Yeah, it's crazy how my journey has taken me to all of those things. I utilize all of my tools and I think that the strongest, most practical and trustworthy tool that I have is my intuition. So I use it to really 
help hone in when someone reaches out to me to hone in on what their fears are, first of all, and what they want. I believe there are only two places we can be, and that is either in love or in fear. I help women really tap into that innate part of themselves where when they know there is something they don't want and it is happening to them, I can let them understand that it's simply a perception and everything that happens to us doesn't happen to us, doesn't happen for us even. It literally, in my opinion, happens from us. I believe we're the creators of our reality. And in those juicy moments when the pain is the worst, it's really hard to remember that there is a blessing through that pain and that you can get to know yourself so much better if you have the courage and the love of self to go into what that pain might represent and where you get to make the correction within in order to create different results outside of yourself. So pain to me is unfortunately the earth school that we're attending. And you can either get the lessons and blessings or you can stay in the pain until it gets so bad that you finally want to do something about it. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yes. I love that. The lessons and the blessings. Yeah. Because I've always believed that we learn our greatest lessons when we have gone through a rough patch, but there's a difference between suffering and exactly. pain. And I've had people in my life who said, Pauline, you don't have to go through pain to grow. You can grow without having to suffer. And it was the first time I was introduced to kind of that perspective of the blessings, the lessons and the blessings. And I was like, Oh, Okay. How do I do that? Because I think when we are in places of joy and everything's we're coasting, yeah, it's easy to forget to recognize the lessons because everything's fine. So I'd like to go there first because if we can save people some having to go through pain to learn, yes. I think that would be such a gift to the world. So with that, then how does one start recognizing the lessons and the blessings? Well, it's really important to get to know yourself. (laughs) So rather than looking out here for answers, to go inside into your heart and actually listen. And the thing is, you've got to always remember, you can never shelf the pain or push the pain away or shove it under the rug. You can only transmute it by recognizing it, almost loving it, making it a friend to say, what is your message to me? Because all pain does have a message and it's always a positive intention. We come into this planet as innocent, loving beings and we get programmed through society and through our familial patterns and ancestral patterns and we become the program and we don't realize it's there. It's this subconscious program. And so to actually go into the pain instead of try to numb the pain or run away from the pain or make the pain bad and wrong to say, wait a minute, for some reason, I have called this into my life and I know there's a gift here. And I mean, it can be so brutal sometimes. I have been there so many times, but if we can be with our pain and ask for help, ask for support, 
and listen, because I truly believe we have this beautiful team behind us, the invisible team, our spirit guides, a higher self, whatever you want to call it. The woo, it's a thing. <laughs> They're proving it in science. So to actually know you're not alone and to know that there is something on the other side and to just say, show me, I remember curled up in a fetal position, just crying my eyes out and just asking, what is the solution? What do I need to know? And I literally heard detach. I heard that word. Once I got that word, it was like, wow, oh my gosh, if I detach and I just be in this pain for whatever message it has, I can navigate this. So often our pain comes from our attachments to other people or to the ideas of what we want our results to be. And they don't turn out quite like we'd like them to be. And so that attachment keeps us bound in the pain. So it's interesting because what revelation came to me when you were talking, because my next question was going to be, how do we hold a vision and also not have expectations? But I think the answer is detachment. So it's holding yeah. a vision of what you would like, right? Some people would call that expectation, but it's really just holding a vision of like, this would be really nice to have. And not being attached to the outcome of it all so that you're open to whatever happens. And because I can imagine we have someone in our life that we're attached to and we have all these hopes and dreams and let's take our kids. Let's talk in real grounded reality. We have a kid and we're like, oh my God, they can be the president of the United States one day, <laughs> or they can be the yeah. inventor of something amazing, move over Elon Musk. And so <laughs> yeah. we come into it with as mothers, like there's so much potential. And we have all these expectations, hopes, and dreams wrapped up in this little person. And then yeah. they grow up and they become their own person. And then we become disappointed when they do something that didn't align with that original thought of what was possible for them. And so in talking in those terms, loving your child, holding space for them to be happy and be great because there's greatness in this all, but not being attached to the outcome of what that might look like. Would you say that's how we can manage both vision and not being disappointed or continuing to trust the process? Absolutely. And the key to that is, yes, we are here to guide our children. But my son, my oldest son, had the most difficult adolescent years and teen years. And it was brutal for me, like probably more brutal than anything that I've ever gone through. And the key is love. The key is love no matter what. And detach to think that you have any control over anything that's happening. I do believe that we do need to be very clear about what we focus on because what we focus on does grow. So we cannot control what happens, but we can participate. It's like we're in, in this restaurant, this universal restaurant, and we just say, I want some meat, right? Who knows what we might get, liver and onions or filet mignon with bacon wrapped blue cheese. Be specific to a certain degree, get really clear on what you want and most importantly, how you want to feel 
and trust that the universe has a way bigger, better grand plan than you can possibly imagine. Through my son's pain and me holding space for him while I was going through so much other transition, I literally was transported to the most incredible dreamlike life for my family through that process. So there's a trust that has to come in. And I think once you've been through enough hard knocks, you learn that there's always going to be pain around the corner. But guess what? It gets less and less hard to navigate. It gets easier. It gets to the point where you know that it is such divine orchestration that you are open to the love in your heart to show you what that lesson is and to show up no matter what for your child and watch them grow through that. What that does is makes you even more close, but not attached. Mm. There's such contradictions in how to operate in these with reality and in the woo, right? Like it's just close, but detached. Exactly. So Stephanie, stories really ground us. And I'd love for you to maybe share one story in your life where the pain was so great. And how did you move through that and trusting the process? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to hear this. And they're like, yeah, easy for you to say you already went through it. And so I'd like to give listeners who might be where you were real practical guidelines or strategies that they can implement to help them move through the process a little bit faster than perhaps we did going through the pain. Yeah. So since I brought up my son, I'll just be very candid about what I went through. I had been separated from my husband of 23 years. We had decided to navigate it and it was pretty devastating that breakup. I had tried everything to keep it together, but there was just no way. So I was in recovery of that. And we were co-parenting and friends and navigating from a very conscious place. But my son, between the ages of, well, it was seventh grade, I guess it started. Within a year and a half, he broke four different bones. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, doing different things. Grew a foot and a half because he went through puberty at the same time. On the front end of that, he had a concussion. And on the back end of that, he had a severe concussion in ninth grade. So much so that we had to take him out of school for the whole last quarter of ninth grade. His brain was damaged in so many different places that he actually ended up in rehab. He started making such bad choices at school. He was surrounded by a lot of bad influence. There was suicide in the school. There's a lot of money where he was. We didn't have a lot of money, but he literally, I had to put my son in rehab. It still hurts. Yeah. And it was the last thing in the world. I thought that I would have to navigate in my lifetime, the way I tended to him, the way I loved him. And to hear him speak about it, you know, and then to have to walk away from him and just trust the process. And when he got out, we were all there to catch him and keep him in, on track. Yet he started falling off track. His brain still was not healed from the injury. 
And I was beside myself. I didn't know where to send him. I knew I couldn't send him to either of our families because he would not thrive there. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for a solution. I just didn't know what to do. And I woke up one morning and I remembered my dear friend who we had our sons together and they were like brothers had moved to Hawaii four and a half years ago from that time. And I reached out to her and I said, what would you think about my son coming and staying with you for the summer and getting a job and just resetting? And she's like, send him over. And so I did. And she held him to the fire, which a lot of people wouldn't have been able to do. And meanwhile, my younger son, he was in fifth or in eighth grade, he decided I'm going to try to get into boarding school because I want to be near the ocean. So he would come home from school and study for four hours. We lived across the street from a library, but on his own, take his snacks, go study and literally got into a very high end boarding school, full ride scholarship, <laughs> which was remarkable. So all of a sudden I have freedom. I have choices that I never had before, yet I have these two boys that I need to be. And so through that, I decided, well, I'm going to check out Northern California. I don't have to stay here. And I couldn't find anything that was going to work. And my oldest son said, mom, I really think you should consider Hawaii. I really do. My astrologer had been telling me to move to Hawaii for years. And I just didn't think it was ever going to happen. Anyway, Long story short, I called my friend, told her I was thinking about moving there. She said, well, I'm moving out the end of August. That's when I'm dropping off my youngest. She said, well, why don't I just hook you up with my landlord? Because it's not easy to find places to live here. And literally, I'd never been to the island before. I sold everything. I moved here with two suitcases. My son got to stay in the place that he has been. My son, who I thought would never, ever graduate high school. I moved in and it wasn't only beautiful. I have a view of the ocean. I am in a beautiful location. I call it the perch. She had a turnkey. I had a bed. I had food in the fridge. I had towels. I had everything I could ever need and want because she got engaged. So she was just like, here you go, sister. And I got to do my own healing and get my son through high school. He graduated with honors of all things. And my youngest boarding school was not his thing. <laughs> he ended up back here too and ended up graduating from the same high school. And so it's just been, that is a story of pain to glory. And my oldest is doing so well now. He's 21 and clean, just doing really, really well. That's amazing. And I hope if you're listening to this, that you can really glimpse some hope because I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what trials you're having to confront in the moment. It's not like Stephanie is speaking from no experience. Obviously your story, Stephanie has a lot of unexpected turns. I mean, no one has a baby and it's like, Ooh, I can't wait to get you into rehab. Deal with that. The worst yeah. Yeah. And your marriage, wanting it to work out, but it not working out. I have friends who have gone through that where their husbands are like, I'm done. 
I'm out. And it just totally caught I was the one that I was the one that had to say I was done, even though I didn't want it, but I knew it had to be that way. It wasn't an ending. It was an evolution to a much healthier relationship. And we're closer now, like as friends and as co-parents. And if people that are going through relationship struggles, I highly recommend that you get to a place of trust in that process as well, instead of shaming or blaming or making it all about the other person, really taking responsibility for your part in it as well, no matter what it is that's happening. And then you can navigate it from such a much more conscious place. So yeah, the pain is real and I cannot ever tell anyone to make it go away or you can't deny that it's there but there is always a brighter side if you can navigate from that place of love and openness and trust rather than blame shame and guilt yeah one of the things that you said from the beginning was life happens from us and oftentimes it's that responsibility you just spoke of that scares us because if we really truly embrace that philosophy and approach to life, that life comes from us, that means whatever you're experiencing in this world, in this life is something that you have invited in. And so to really turn it around and be introspective and say, okay, what is it that I wanted to learn from here? What is it that I felt like I needed to grow? And then invited this experience to help facilitate that growth. And for you, it's on a subconscious level. But if we can really look at how is this coming from us, then I think that would be a great way to step into our life because it puts us in a place of power. And so I'd like to ask you if you were coaching somebody and they were like, okay, I'm trying to really embrace this concept of life coming from me even though I didn't want the divorce, even though I didn't want my son going down this rocky road, what are some questions that you would offer someone going through that, but they're trying to really move to that? Okay, where do I need to take responsibility? The first thing I would ask is if they see any kind of a pattern. We have these reoccurring patterns. They may show up in different ways, different faces, different experiences, but they're is usually a pattern to our pain. And then I would ask them, where do you spend your time and your thoughts and your actions? Is it fear or is it love? So when I say that, let's just take an example. My marriage isn't working. I know he's cheating on me. I know that he's turned his back on me. He doesn't understand me. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't care about me. And we start writing stories in our heads, right? And we don't really have the clarity yet, but there's stories going in our head and we're focused on it and we feel it and we're just questioning everything. And pretty soon, all of a sudden it starts happening, right? Pretty soon you start getting evidence that it's happening. So there's a difference between intuition and knowing that Perhaps this is the case, but there's also this piece of dwelling on the negative and the fear-based thought that all of a sudden, do you have a cycle of abandonment in your past? Is there a pattern to this? And if so, how would you like this to end up? How would you like to feel on the other side of this experience? 
And oftentimes when I ask the question, what do you want? Many times they don't want the marriage to work out. And sometimes they do. And once they make the shift of perception, perception is the huge driver of our experience. So once they shift their perception to perhaps I have been almost pushing this, like maybe I've been focused on it because of my fear of abandonment, right? And so maybe I need to start thinking about how do I show up in more love? And this does not mean become like a doormat. This does not mean take full responsibility for something that's happening that is not okay. That's not what I'm talking about. It's really about going in and recognizing that you are the director, the producer, and the lead actress in your movie and actor in your movie. And it's really up to you to manage the only thing you have control over. The only thing is your inner state. You have no control over anything else. So these patterns that have been programmed for me, I had the abandonment thing. And it was because of my youth. We won't go into that right now, but there is that thread, right? That repetitive pattern. And now that I've been through all of this and I've heard so many stories of pain and suffering around relationships that I know once you get that unlocked in your own heart and recognize where you've been spending your time focusing and really recognizing that you are the only one that can shift any of that, then that is when things begin to shift outside. So when you hit that pattern next time, it's much less, or you've actually healed your core wound. Mm, So good. That is so good. I love that. Stephanie, as we close off this interview, I'd like to ask, do you have any final words or would you like to share anything about the I am energy clearing program that you have? Really? The I am energy clearing was created to kind of like what we just spoke about to get to the truth of who we really are and get out of the stories that we've programmed in these energetic systems of ours. I created it in 2008. I recorded it in 2010, but it's a great intro if you're not familiar with the energetic system. And it's a great way to listen to and program your own system with the truth of who you really are and recognizing where you might be holding on to some lies or stories that you've told yourself along the way, which is always to protect ourselves. And so you can download that in MP3 format. I don't do CDs anymore, but you can download that at www.lifedreamcoach.com. And I have all of my programs up there. And my work is shifting more into the energetics and keeping the frequency high and We talked about some pretty heavy stories here, but literally I'm living my best life. So I know it's possible no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is awesome. And it's a great testament of what's possible when we hold on, right? I know a rampant in our culture right now is suicide. We see it from every walk of life, the wealthy, the ones that seem to appear to have everything together to the ones who were really struggling with poverty or other things that are happening in their families. So whatever it is, if we just hold on. Here are this episode's takeaways. All pain has a message and it's always of positive intention. 
Oftentimes, our pain comes from our attachment to people and ideas of how things should be. Life doesn't happen to us, and it doesn't happen for us. It happens from us. Perception is a huge driver of our experiences. The only thing you have complete control over is your inner state of being. What I gather from Stephanie's stories and the process that she walked through herself is that when we understand that life comes from us and that we're in that position of power and we can take responsibility for our life and everything that shows up in our life from a place of love and compassion for ourselves for others, then we can live a life of victory because that's what we were created for. We were not created for suffering and a low vibration. We were created to live at a high vibration of love and kindness. And really the key to that, I think that Stephanie pointed out so poignantly, is detachment is perspective and really understanding who it is you are and the power that you yield. I think we often forget how powerful we truly are as beings. And if you are interested in connecting with Stephanie on a deeper level, we're going to connect all her information in the show notes. So please check those out. She is obviously certified in a variety of modalities. So whatever it is, she has the tools to be able to assist you through those hard times if you're going through those hard times and truly seeing the lessons and the blessings. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Small Victories podcast. And until we meet again, be blessed. Angel of light Come into me Show me what I need to see You are my pathway into the light Lead me from shadows to Smile.
Show me what I need to see.